What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Bounce by Slap Talk. You got me, Amil Sarfani, and Rob Gerard, our co-host. Uh, appreciate y'all tuning in today. We've got a huge episode tonight. I'm excited for it. We're going to get into uh, the only, the the one and only, the, the big hobby new year, the national that's coming up here at the end of the month, July 26th through the 31st in Atlantic City. Uh, we're going to get into our big prep episode today, since next week a lot of you who are going to be at the National are probably already going to be traveling. So we're going to do our big prep episode today. We're going to be talking about it, what our strategies are, what we're looking to get out of the National, uh, and how much fun we're excited to have here. So, uh, Rob, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm ill. I'm ill. Let me tell you, man, I am excited to be here. I'm excited. National at the time of this episode dropping is six days away. I mean, I guess six, it was seven if you don't include the Tuesday, man. But I'll tell you, I am so excited. This is going to be my second straight national. I cannot wait for it. Atlantic City. Let's go. Hell yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be also be the first time me and you meet, which I'm very pumped about. Which is uh, crazy to even think about, but yes. Because we're 34 episodes into the bounce, which is kind of crazy to think about. We've been doing this for like 34 weeks. Uh, and uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, one announcement before we get into the episode. Um, so we are, uh, me and Rob have been talking a lot about the show and we we enjoy doing the hell out of this and we want to keep it going. And uh, we're going to have a lot of great content coming out of the national. We could use your help uh, as uh, maybe a fan or a listener of the show. If you or someone you know is in video editing and wants to help us put some of that content together, uh, we have fun one-off projects. We're looking to continue to grow this thing, but neither Rob or I are video editors, and uh, it helps to have that skill. So if you're out there and you're listening and you want to help out the show, you're a listener and just want to have some fun, uh, come reach out to us in our DMs at the Slap Talk on Instagram, at Sports Cart Therapist on Instagram. Uh, reach out to either one of us, but uh, we uh, could definitely use some help. So. Uh, uh, with that being said, Rob, uh, I know you uh, wanted to start off the show with a really fun collection that you've been working on. Uh, tell us about it. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, let me just say I've I've gotten some really cool pickups in the last week since we recorded. Right. So some pickups I've gotten, um, you know, with, with the help of the show and, and, and the listeners and everything like that, I was able to make some moves and I was able to finish out the beam team set. So I got the Michael Jordan beam team shout out to Drake's PC who messaged me from Dallas and said, I have one right here. Do you want me to grab it for you? Um, and I got a shack, um, a shack beam team rookie that is not in yet. So the, the beam team set is completed. Also picked up Lionel Messi, his debut soccer game with FC Barcelona ticket stub PSA graded. PSA graded first ever, first ever major league soccer game, Lionel Messi. Tell me that's not amazing. Tell me some like Messi super collector would not want something like that. Like imagine Michael Jordan's first ever NBA game with the Chicago Bulls. It's a, it's a really cool pickup. And, and, and this is one of the reasons I like you as a collector is that you, you do think outside the box. Like if I'm thinking about Messi, I'm thinking about rookie cards. I'm thinking about stickers. Maybe like I'm thinking about soccer cards. Uh, and what I like about how you collect is that you'll go completely. If you're going to already do something that you don't normally do, you're going to go like way left field with it, which I think that's cool. Like that's interesting that, that tickets cool. And with the world cup coming up, um, that's a, that's a cool pickup back to your beam team really quickly. Yes. 
Love that set. One of my favorites. One of those that I, I was looking up when I first got into the hobby. I was getting to Jordan cards. Uh, that Jordan Beam team was such a cool card. And for Shaq rookies, that's Shaq's rookie year. So yeah. it's a it's a cool year and it's a cool card. Answer me this, because I'm actually a little I've I've wondered this about the set, and I think I know the answer to this, but I want to know your answer. There's a members only edition of there the is. beam team. Yes. Is that the rarer or or is the base beam team the card to have no i believe the members only version is is the card to have and is is the set to have but and and when i was looking for these cards but from what i could tell there isn't a major difference in price there's not a major difference in price but um when people were reaching out to me um I made sure to not get any of the member choices because for the most part, I had all of, of the base version, you know, um, non members choice. So, so I stuck with non members choice. Uh, just you put a, you put the whole set together. So that's an insanely cool, like endeavor for you. I love it. And, and thank you. Uh, thank you. So cards are cool. Yeah. So the goal is, I mean, so, so long story short, I ended up grabbing, uh, I was three cards short. I was Shaq, Jordan, and Reggie Miller short. So I went on eBay and just grabbed the Reggie Miller, and I grabbed the PSA 8 by chance. And it seemed like everything that everyone was sending me was all PSA 8 Jordan, PSA 8 Shaq, like, you know, and I was like, you know, there would be a nine kind of snuck in, but it was mostly eights. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going with it. I think I'm going with the eights here. You know, I, that's what it felt like I was going to do. So, um, so I don't know if I'm going to build a complete PSA eight set. I'm not sure. I know the scoring King insert complete set that I got. That's all Beckett graded is all Beckett eight, eight and a half or nines. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Both cool pickups. Love both of them. And I know that's not even the end of your pickups. You, you have, an even cooler collection that's getting built. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. So, you know, I think my, my primary PC uh, on the top of my PC pyramid has always been, I've never shied away from this has always been Mickey Mantle and Hulk Hogan. I grew up a Hulkamaniac, you know, I grew up just, you know, worshiping Hulk Hogan, you know, Stanford, Connecticut. I'm from Connecticut. That's where WWF was based out of and WWE is still based out of today. So yeah, big time Hulkamaniac. Um, so I started to think like, okay, I, I truly want to be one of the top, top five almost sounds like impossible to attain, but I would love to be a top in that top 10 Hulk Hogan collector you know, category. So I said, you know what, as much as I don't like the new shiny serial numbered stuff, if I want to continue to super collect Hulk Hogan like this, I need to dip my toe into that water. So recently I went on just like a spree of, um, buying up some of the new WWE prism. Um, I only buy singles. I don't rip wax, you know, so ended up picking up, um, the red prism out of 299 PSA 10, uh, picked up the purple prism out of 149 PSA nine, uh, you know, picked up a prism silver, a couple prism silvers. I have a bunch of prism silvers raw. I've cracked ice raw of these. I'm going to be sending all those into PSA within the next week or so. And I had posted a picture earlier this week um, on my Instagram of this huge Hulk Hogan collage and collection that I'm that I'm starting to accumulate. I think you're about to pull up the pick, right? Um, 
and you know it's just something that uh yeah so there it is so you know everything from you know his true rookie his 82 rookie um auto his 85 rookie auto uh random things autoed uh the prism collection so it's slowly getting there but what i realize is i need to keep accumulating these numbered prism cards also tops chrome has an incredible uh gold refractor auto or no it's sorry it's the pulsar it's the pulsar um shimmer or pulsar prism out of 75 auto so yeah I, there's a lot of things that i'm, I'm kind of looking at so if you have any hulk hogan stuff um any hulk hogan please feel free to reach out to me because i'm definitely a buyer so this is you're gonna say something you want to finish that thought well well i was gonna say also one thing that I started doing now going down the rabbit hole of because I'm, you know, that's my generation is I'm going down the rabbit hole of, of Andre the giant as well, you know? So I have the orange prism out of 99 PSA 10, um, you know, silver prism. I have his 1974, his second year Japanese card. This is something I've had for quite some time. 1974 hand cut, um, uh, Andre giant card. So, you know, it was 1982 wrestling all-star. So I have, I have a pretty nice size, uh, Andre, the giant PC that I'm building as well. So that's, uh, you know, it's, that's where I'm at right now with it. So this is like one of my favorite things about collecting in general is that collecting really sits well with the people like you and I, who just allow the rabbit hole to go as deep as possible. Like, that Hulk Hogan collection, like if you're not already, I don't know, top five Hulk Hogan, I think you can reach it, man, is my point. I, I think if you're not if you're not already there, you're going to get there because... Well, uh, I mean, and, and I appreciate that, but there are some massive... Da shout out to David Peck. He, uh, you know, he... The 1982 Wrestling All-Stars um, set is just, you know, one of the... It's, it's the most iconic set, in my opinion, in, in wrestling card history. And I think he owns like between 50 and a hundred of those cards, you know? And so it's like, so there's levels to this for sure. You know, I'm kind of late to the game with truly trying to, trying to throw my hat in the ring, but, um, but yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. I mean, that's, that's my goal, man. I would, you know, like I, I, I hear Chris from card ladder talk a lot, right? Chris, uh, H O J on Instagram. And he says, you know, like, why not just pick someone and try to be the absolute biggest collector of that player? or that person and uh and i like i feel like i'm already like on my way with the hulkster so it's like i i want to just kind of keep it going man you know like i've never been a fan of doing the rainbow you know but trying to collect the rainbow but all of a sudden i feel this like passion in my in my body to really want to complete this hulk hogan and andre the giant rainbow uh it's great it's that's a lot of fun like that that's it's it's just what it's what collecting is like meant for is to just have that level of fandom because that's what it truly is like these these the reason we're fans is because as a kid like those memories just have to be that positive in your mind in order for you to feel like that you know and so it's it's a good feeling because it's a true expression of that um and it's one of my favorite things about collecting it's so much you can go so deep into a rabbit hole like that you know i know um, it's a great it's cool cool hulk hogan collection uh and andre the giant collection so i'm excited to see where that one goes over over the next uh however long that's cool I, man i appreciate that man i appreciate that and uh and i i can't wait to talk get jump into this national talk because you posted some cards on ig 
over the weekend that you're going to plan on bringing to national and those are some big cards you were planning on bringing some big cards with you so i'm excited to just jump into the whole national talk not to mention you know what are your plans yeah. All right. All right. Let's let's get into it because I had some fun last weekend getting ready for the national and just looking through. I the way the reason it was prompted is because I got some of the cards that I've been having at my PWCC vault um, back to me uh, in in the mail in prep to take with me to the national. And so I just opened up the box and there was my I haven't seen it in so long my uh, my 1985 Nike promo my Michael Jordan Nike promo in a PSA ten. Uh, PSA 10. You know, it's crazy. You mentioned that too. I thought I was going to have it for today to show off on today's show, but, um, I won a PSA nine Nike promo on the PWCC auction two weeks ago, and I should have, it. I thought I was going to have it today. I'll probably have it in the mail tomorrow, but the difference between a nine and a 10, it's no different than any other card. That's a, that's a huge difference. I think it's at least value wise five to six X. Yeah, I think the nine right now is going for around eighteen to two hundred, two thousand, eighteen hundred yep. to two thousand, if I'm not mistaken. I think the last, you're right on the money. I think the last two comps were eighteen hundred and two k. Yep. Yeah, and then the tens, I think, around eleven or twelve thousand now. Um, and, and so that, and that, what was that ten at? What was the high that ten was at? It was north like of fifty. Yeah, sixty three k. I have to confirm that, but it got it got really high. Oh my! And you got to figure right around the time of when that PSA ten Jordan Fleer rookie sold for, um, you know, whatever it sold for seven hundred and twenty k. You know, you got to figure everything of Jordans that was either rookie year or right around rookie year or was in that kind of conversation because there's really four cards and I don't want to make this a Jordan rookie year conversation because everyone's been talking about that. It's been done to death, but really the four cards that people discuss when they talk about being his, his, his rookie are the 84 star, the 86 Fleer, the 85 Nike promo. And then that oversized, I mean, even more oversized than Nike promo interlake card. Yeah. Which is even more rare, but but yeah, that PSA ten. So you got to figure when the eighty six Fleer PSA ten went for like seven hundred and twenty k at one point. That that makes sense. That that Nike promo would be around sixty. Yeah, crazy card, uh, and um, that's why I bought it just because I wanted one of the like the staples of of Jordan. I wanted that to be like a true anchor of my collection. So I will suffice say. I'm a little high on that card <laughs> in the sense that that's I bought it for more than what it's worth today. I will say that. So I'm down on that card. Now I'm going to bring it with me to the national. I don't really care what I paid for. It's worth what it is today. I still love the card. I bought it for a good reason. Um, but like we've talked about, I'm coming to come to the national and my, my, my goal is to make moves. Like I want to make moves and I want to give myself the opportunity to make as big of a move as possible. Even though I like that card a lot, if I could use it to trade into something else, like I hundred percent would it, 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 it's there. I want to make moves. I haven't made as many moves as I wanted to this year because of when I bought cards and I'm ready to like, I'm at the national. If I'm not going to do it here, where else am I going to do it? So I'm bringing my heat, you know? So absolutely, man. And I'll tell you what, uh, Ken sports card lessons podcast. And I, we were talking on the phone today. We we're having a conversation right about this, about comps. 
And he asked me, he said, what are you pricing your cards at? Are you going high because it's national? Are you doing it at comps because so you know they'll move? Like, what, what are you doing? So I'm kind of curious, like, Amel, what's the current, first of all, what's the high that that Nike promo went for? You were looking it up a minute ago, right? 66,000. So the high that that PSA 10 went for is 66K. What are the current comps on it right now? 12,000. 12K. If someone offered you comps or 11K, would you take it for that? Yes, guys, I, I'm I'm not an idiot when it comes to this. Hundred <laughs> percent. If you look, you take it. It's worth what it is. Now, if you believe that card's gonna go back wherever it's gonna go, like if you're willing to hold the Nike promo, if you buy it now, it's a good buy. Uh, I would agree. 000, if you buy today for eleven thousand, you think it's gonna be a hundred thousand dollar card one day because of what you believe is gonna happen in the sports card market? I also believe that. Me too. So that's why I, mean, I bought a nine. That's why I bought a nine at the value. It wasn't because it was there. It was because I said, wow, this card has come down. I'm getting this. I believe that card has the potential to do that. So I think it's a good buy today. Do I, well, if I sell it, I would take 11 K cash, but the point I'm going to, I'm making in this is that I want to use it and I'm literally going to set up the trade. If anybody's out there listening, I would be willing to sell that and my LeBron James 2003 rookie auto to get into a Tim Duncan red PMG. Wow. No, Whoa. that's a trade I would do. Like, so you have, you have the horizontal SP authentic, right? Yeah. Yeah. In a, in a BGS nine, five true gym plus NBA wow. gold diamond. Wow. And auto. what are, what are comps on that right now? If you don't mind me asking that, I think like I would be in the $25,000 range for that card. I think that's high on that card. I, I and LeBron James stuff has unfortunately come down. Oh my god, criminally, criminally low, without a doubt. So although I would do that for the Nike promo, and I'm going to try to pull it up if I can find it. Um, if I can find it quickly. All right, a PSA 10 is the last comp on a PSA 10 is like twenty two thousand. Whoa. So, so I would imagine okay. So the comps on this card are closer to probably sixteen yeah. to seventeen. Then right, the comps on this our card are closer to fifteen thousand for a BGS nine five auto ten. Wow. Okay, that so so I'm definitely high on it. And if you told me that the comps were lower and you asked me to come lower on my deal, I would do it. If I can somehow get those two cards and maybe some others that I'm bringing with me to get into a really really big card, like that's the home run shot that i think i will try to take at some point in the national if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't i don't know so the tim duncan um pmg that you're after is that out of 10 or 15 the pmg's out of 100 there's 100 pmgs oh, the green okay. is out of 10 so the pmg That's green it. is out of 10 the last national i held a 2000 a, a 1997 to or a, a tim duncan red or green pmg in like a bgs8 beautiful card Amazing card. It's like a two hundred thousand dollar card. The red PMG in a BGS eight, I believe, is like a forty to fifty thousand dollar card. Maybe, maybe. So if I could stack those two and stack a couple others and put some cash on top, I would like try to do that. Wow, man, you have me. You have my heart racing right now just talking about it because, like, I'm pretty content with where my collection is and what where where I am card wise. But you're talking about trying to make a play. And I'm like, and I'm thinking like, holy crap, can, can I make a play? 
<laughs> can, can I live? You know what I mean? Bro, I don't know, man. Like, can I, I, I'm coming to make a play. Like, if I, I this is my mentality. I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna I'm gonna have the strategy to get the biggest card I could possibly get. If I could walk away from the national with a Tim Duncan red PMG, I will count into like a BGS eight. I would count myself like a very, very, very happy person. Um, and I, I'm okay if that's the only move I made the entire time. Uh, that's what I'm going in for. I have a lot of other smaller moves that I, I'm fine making and probably will end up making because this probably doesn't end up working out. But that's the mentality I'm going to go in with. So it sounds like you are, first of all, I mean, let's be honest, whether or not you've ever been to national or not, national is like Wonka land, right? Like you, we've, we've seen the movie Willy Wonka. It's like literally your dreams can come true there when it comes to cards. Right. But you better, you better have something in your, in, in your pocket. It better, better be some cards or better be some cash. Right. So if you have either one of those, you can absolutely make some moves. So you are going there. It sounds like with a pretty a pretty set plan of you know exactly what you want and and correct me if i'm wrong here okay what what i'm hearing from you is that over the last 2 years you made a lot of moves that you thought financially would make sense for you and since the market has kind of corrected recently and you and you're down on a couple cards you're looking at it like you know what if I'm going to be down on cards or if I'm going to make some big moves like that, I want it to be of someone or something that I truly PC. I don't want to think with my wallet anymore. I want to, I want to think with my heart because something tells me that if the market corrected even more down the road, I think you'd be a lot less bummed if you were holding a Timmy Duncan in your hand and not a Jordan promo. Absolutely. You when you started the show off with your Hulk Hogan collection and you're talking about how like Chris House of Jordan's talking about, uh, you know, just choosing a guy. To me, there's no better guy. Like to me, that's Tim Duncan all day. And I've had that thought a million times. And a million times I convinced myself out of it because of whatever stupid reason I come up with. And the truth is I should just do that. That that's that in my heart is the path forward for me. I'm going to, I still love prospecting. So I'm still going to have a ton of ideas and try to maybe think, make things work and do weird things like that. But in my heart of hearts, I want to be the top five Tim Duncan collector. You know what I'm saying? Like in my heart of hearts, that's what I want. And so the national comes around once a year and you see the cards, the cards are there. They are there for the taking. There's one place of the year in the year that if you are in the hunt for a card, like the highest probability of it showing up is at the national. So I'm going to take a shot if I can find it. And and let me tell you something, man. I mean, I, I totally agree with everything that you're saying. I, let me tell you, I have people that DM me talking about Tim Duncan. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I had someone uh, two days ago, and I, I won't even try looking in my in my phone now, but I have I had someone two days ago and, and he's probably listening. Um, I'm sorry for not remembering who you were, but he's like he sends me a Tim Dunk something about Tim Duncan. And he's like, hey, you ever heard of this guy? And then I go, I go, no, but he looks like a bum. <laughs> so, like, uh, I kid you not. These are the kinds of conversations that are taking place in in my dms regarding tim duncan so everyone without a doubt knows you as that tim duncan guy 
You know what I mean? But let me just say this, okay? Tim Duncan cards, these super, super high-end Tim Duncan cards, they do not come up for sale very often. They just don't. They do not come up for sale very often. There have been two ever sales recorded of a, of a Tim Duncan PMG green. Two ever. All right. And then when you look at, the, and that's out of 10, when you look at the red out of 90, there's been four ever recorded sales. I'm looking on card ladder under Tim Duncan's index under cards. So these kinds of cards just don't come up. You know what I mean? They just don't come up. Ah, you know what? I'm I'm scrolling down a little bit more and I'm seeing I'm seeing some other Duncans. So yeah, maybe five reds that have sold. I see one Jambalaya that have sold. That was a PSA 10. So yeah, man, like, you know, there are not a ton. Like people just don't give up these cards. That that's the thing. Like Sometimes you'll see a card come up for sale and it seems like it's coming up all the time or this like, like, boy, the thing is when it comes to Duncan, his cards are not as liquid as like a Jordan, right? So in that case, and when investors come in the hobby, they want Jordan, right? They want a Jordan. They want, you know, LeBron, whoever the case, right? But Duncan guys are typically collectors, they're not flippers. So when they get a really, really big Duncan card, you might not ever see it again. That's going to go in their collection and it'll never see the day of light again. So like for me, that. it's the PMG and it's the Jambalaya PSA 10. Either one of those I see, I'm going to go after them. I'm going to get, I'm going to try to get my hands on them uh, because I just, they're, they're, yeah, I, I want to be that guy. I want to be a Tim Duncan collector. Like you're right, Tim Duncan card, big cards don't come up. And, People say Tim Duncan's market is soft, not for his big stuff. His big stuff, like people care, like people who watch the Spurs dynasty care about that stuff, you know, uh, and we're fans of it. Like they care about that stuff. So that's, uh, that's, 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 that's my big play. What, what let's, let's, uh, let's, I want to hear your strategy a little bit. Well, I'll tell you what, man, you know, I think, I think, it sounds like you have a plan, right? It sounds like you have a plan. And I think most people that talk about going to national are like, it's important to have a plan because you can get distracted. You can get this, or you're going to see so much stuff. You want to go in there with a plan. You want to know what you're doing. You want to be calculated with the moves you make, or if not, you're just going to foolishly kind of spend. And I agree all that's like good advice, but I got to tell you, man, like last year I went to national with a plan. Okay. And I didn't really stick to my plan because my plan was kind of like what you've talked about doing. My plan was like, okay, I want to get these big high-end liquid cards. I want to do this. I want to do that. But when I went there and I saw the amount of vintage that was there, I completely fell, re-fell in love with the vintage. And I said, I just started buying up vintage, man. You know, I was buying up, I was, you know, everything from Kareem, Oscar. I was buying up just I was just buying up vintage, man. I was buying, I have some stuff in my glass case right behind me, you know, just like really kind of cool stuff that typically I won't always come across, you know, you know, big Yankees guy. So Yogi bear, I bought a bunch of Yogi bear cards, some Phil Rizzuto, some uh, Billy Martin, you know, just like really cool stuff. And I ended up with some like, you know, Tom Brady rookies and stuff. So I was happy with those uh, Patrick Mahomes on card autos kind of thing immaculate, but it was really the vintage. So, 
I think for me, I was happy that I didn't really stick to my plan and stay the course because I want to feel like a kid in candy store. And that's what it feels like when you do go to national. So as much of a planner as I am, as much as I'm someone that likes to set out goals, write down my goals, hold myself accountable, have other people hold me accountable. I feel like in this hobby, this is the one time of the year where I really don't want to have a true plan. I, I do just kind of want to go in there and, and see what I can do. With that being said, I do have three chase cards I'm after. Without a doubt, I have three chase cards I'm after. Can I, can I jump in here real quick? Yeah. Okay, so the the I, inevitably what happens at the National is that you see cards that you didn't expect to see happen. We've talked about this, right? And yeah, so yeah. the benefit of doing what you're doing, which is coming with a looser plan, is that you allow yourself to see those cards a little bit more easy because there's so much to look at that you're – like there, it's almost a, almost a by chance thing that unless you're going to spend, unless you just go through every single row a million times, you're going to miss cards there. So your eyes are drawn to specific things. And if you come in with the strategy, the downside of that is that your tunnel vision and that you look for one or two things, which I'm fine with. Cause I know what I'm trying to, it's also a function of the fact that you go to a lot more shows. And so your strategy, although loose to you is probably a little bit more structured than you think, because you, you come in with, you 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 see so many cards and you have strategies on a on a on a weekly to bi-weekly basis to some degree, right? Although you're good at pivoting because you're a show because you're a dealer at cards, so you see enough where you have to pivot. You don't know what you're gonna see. And so you're I I, I love that strategy for you because I think you'll keep your eyes open for stuff that you for the stuff that you don't mess necessarily expect to see, you know? I love it, man. Very well said. Extremely well said. I love it, man. Um you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. And so the three cards I'm after, uh, 57 Bill Russell. And these are cards that I can probably go on eBay and pull the trigger on, right? Um, but I'm looking to see if I could get a deal. I'm looking to see if I can maneuver some trade, some cash. I'm going there with cash, don't get me wrong. But I'm also going there with some trade bait as well. So 57 tops Bill Russell rookie, 52 tops Willie Mays. Um, and I would love a 84 Jordan star rookie, true rookie 101. Um, and I've been talking about that Jordan star card for over a year now. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's been in the news a lot lately in the hobby cycle. I've just been after it. I've only seen one ever at a show that I've been at. And I, I go to a lot of shows. You know what? I saw them at national last year, but as far as where I'm setting up, I've only seen one person with one and he was high on his price. So I didn't pull the trigger, but. Uh, love those. Those are massive, just iconic rookie cards for sports cards ever. Like period. Those are that, those that, massive that period. And th and that's and that's what my PC is right. Like I love how Jeremy Lee always says he's like, it's not what do you P or it's not who do you PC. It's what do you PC? Because typically our P we we tend to PC not specific player so much, but more of a like you know more of a what do pc so i know for me iconic rookie cards has always been my thing i don't care how high the pop is yeah well i think that's probably why I, you know I've, I've gotten rid of all my 86 flair jordans because the pop is like over twenty thousand. um you know but but yeah you know i just iconic rookie cards man i just love them there's just something about holding that piece of history in your hand so um so yeah so it sounds like you are pretty focused like you're like i want a high-end tim duncan now let me ask you something because there's some incredible like flawless game worn 
jersey on card auto tim duncan's out there right like like do you have you ever owned or do you own any type of like high-end flawless tim duncan card uh so i don't and i i i have owned uh i do own a flawless a uh, dual patch, uh, a Tim Duncan Monte Ginobili dual patch card. Oh, that's nice. Which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, and those are like your two favorite Spurs of all time, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, <clears throat> so I do have that card, but there, Tim Duncan does not have a lot of autos. There, There's not a lot of autos that exist of Tim Duncan. I don't Duncan. think I've ever seen one or even been had a chance to obtain. Yeah, they're, they're not. there's not a lot of them out there. And so... Uh, yes, I, I I think I will come in with this strategy and then have other Tim Duncan cards that I either want to go after. But my whole thing with Tim Duncan has always been that when I go after a Tim Duncan card, I I, I want to go after it with like intention because of the fact that the market for Tim Duncan's a little bit smaller than for what it should be relative to the fact that he's one of the best to ever play the game, you know? Um, and so... I do go in with a very specific strategy with Tim Duncan. We'll see what ends up happening, but I do want to, I do have other guys. Like I would still love to prospect. I still would love to get my hands on like a cool Anthony Edwards card or something like that. Like those are some, some fun prospecting cards that I would absolutely love to get my hands on if I could. Right. They're always risky. They're always heavy priced for the fact that the guy hasn't actually done anything yet. And so that always gets me, but I'm going to see if I can get myself like to do that because I want to move. Like, let me just tell you, I got, did I mention this on last week's episode? How I got absolutely obliterated for my Anthony Edwards comments a couple weeks ago. Rob, people were Rob. coming for my head. People were DMing me uh, highlight reels of him. Now I'm like, oh my god! So, when you yeah. said when you said it on the show, I immediately knew it was a bad take. Yeah. Well, listen. My my thing was he is not John Moran. That that's I think that's where I was going. I I know Anthony Edwards, you know, and I know he's a he's a monster. Um, but you know, we we were having the conversation about John Moran and and what he could do. And but yeah, no. So funny. All There's, right, let's 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 back up a little bit and talk about uh just good tips for the national. Like what what are things logistically? How you should be preparing for it. And let me ask you to start. How do you travel with your cards? You drive, so it's not a problem for you. I fly. I don't actually know how to fly with cards all that much. Uh, Normally, I don't take that many cards with me on flights. What about last year's national? You flew there, right? I did. How many cards did you have with you? I bought, I brought my cards in a couple, like, Actually, I have I have one on me right now. Let me show you what I brought my cards in. These little boxes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, you get them on Amazon. They're pretty cheap, actually. Uh, that's what I brought my cards in, but it fits nicely in my backpack. But I would like to bring a case. I'm 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 literally asking the question out loud. I don't even know the real answer to it. So last year, last year, you know, I brought a case a case with wheels and like almost like a luggage type thing. It was a four row case or a five row case, whatever the case was massive though. And it was on wheels and it had a handle. You could pull up just like a suitcase would. So you could roll it just like you could a suitcase. Right. I brought that because I had a lot of cards I wanted to bring and I wanted to move out a lot of slabs, right? Moved them just about all of them. Um, But the thing is in Chicago, the aisles, it was so 
packed. We were sardines in there. So it was actually really hard to maneuver with my case through aisles. So I ended up just having to pick it up and carry it like a suitcase. Mm. I carry it um, a lot of the time because like it was hitting into too many people's feet, their legs, their ankles, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, I mean, the smaller you can pack, the better when it comes to, I think, your case or your cards. But I think a lot of us probably have a lot of low end to mid end slabs that we're all hoping to move to try to try to dip our toe in that high mid end to high end right category. So I think a lot of us are probably just going to bring a trunk with us, basically. Yeah. Uh, I think so too. I'm gonna put. A, I'm probably gonna put a case inside of carry on or something. If you are out there and you do a lot of traveling with cards, uh, maybe put it in the comments. Like, what do you do? That would be super helpful for anybody listening to this. Um, all right. So that's one thing. Two. Do you actually bring cards with you to the national? This is an easy question, but I feel like people actually have this question of etiquette. Do you bring cards to a card show? Without a doubt. Listen, in this day and age, in in today's day and age, in today's card market absolutely everyone brings their cards when when i set up at shows i would say probably at least 50 percent of the people have cards with them and the thing is most dealers want to see what you have so definitely offer it up it doesn't hurt to say are you buying or trading you know ask the dealer are you buying or trading are you buying are you trading are you buying you know and uh and see what you could do i love when people ask me that worst case scenario i say no Yes. Okay. Totally agree. Yes, you should bring your cards. Most people are okay with looking at your cards. Be ju- I would say be judicious with that. Like, Make sure that what you're asking for makes sense. If you're asking for a really expensive card and you're showing cards that are like are not going to make a ton of the gap there, then you know that's where a little bit of, I would argue, uh, uh, etiquette maybe come into play here since there's a lot of people trying to do this. Let's talk about a little bit, if this is your first time going to the National, which I I bet for a lot of people it may just be, uh, wear good shoes. You're going to be walking around a lot. Listen, wear comfortable sneakers. That cannot be understated. Wear comfortable sneakers. Me personally, I wouldn't wear Crocs. I wouldn't wear flip-flops. I wouldn't wear boots. Um, I don't wear fancy shoes you know if 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 you want to wear some jordans but you're worried about creasing them do not bring do not wear those listen bring something that you don't mind creasing wearing out and getting stepped on because that's probably what'll happen uh yep have some water on you uh and then yeah definitely thank you let me just jump in there man definitely bring some water with you I brought a massive bag of, I think, almonds with me, and I think I might have brought like some protein bars with me to walk around with. Let me tell you something. At National, and I wasn't even set up there in in Rosemont, Illinois last year. I was just walking it. I, I didn't pee, I think. I didn't pee or I didn't drink anything just because I didn't even realize it because everything happened so quick and time flies by. I didn't pee or drink anything from like 10 a.m. until 6 at night. It, and the top, the day flies by. It really flies, does. Like nice. it flies. So good shoes, good water. Um, uh, uh, what is something else uh, that you can logistically think of? Um, you're going to be around a lot of people. Be comfortable. You know, um, let's talk a little bit about etiquette when it comes to actually negotiating for cards. Quick little mm-hmm. bit about your, your dealer very often 
Um, what are some there, there's going to be a lot of people looking at the cards that you're probably looking at or at least scanning them or going by the table. What are OK things to ask and not ask? Uh, because I know a lot of people have a lot of anxiety around this. Um, so let's quickly talk about that. Yeah. And and I think, you know, just just dealers in general, but definitely at national. I think if if you're looking to sell your cards, if you want cash for your cards and you're looking to maybe sell to a dealer, um, I would say do not ever expect full comps. Do not ever. I will. If I'm a dealer, I will always give full comps if we are trading. If we are trading to me, I'm not looking to get any better in the deal whatsoever. I will literally do 50 50. We both have a, a fair deal. But if I'm buying someone's cards and I'm set up as a dealer, you have to realize how much money. I paid for the table space. You have to realize that I need, I'm buying your cards likely because I'm looking to move them as well. And typically when uh, uh, someone comes to my table or someone comes to my case, usually they're going to want to talk me down slightly below comp. So if there's a card that just did 500, someone's probably going to offer me 460 for it. If, if a card just did 500, they're going to offer me 460 cash. And chances are I'm going to take that. It's a slightly under comps, but it's cash. It's good to go. So, if you come up to me and you're looking to sell me your card for that's at $500, you can't expect me to pay any more than probably 400 for it because I need to make something if I'm a dealer. So just kind of know that. I think that's kind of some of the etiquette there because I think some people, um, you know, will go to a show, they'll bring their cards and they'll get their hopes up that they're going to be able to sell their cards at comps to a dealer. That is likely not going to happen unless you just have like the top 1% liquid card that any dealer would love to have. Uh, great advice. I uh, I think that's all good stuff. It also helps to price your cards if you're oh, going to yeah. be trading. Like even if you're not setting up as a dealer, it helps to have prices on your own cards or readily know the comps on them or the prices that you are looking to sell on. This may not be as important for cards that you're looking to buy because you may be making that decision in you know real time however if you're selling a card you should know what your card is worth uh and what it's worth to you and i think rob's right if you're selling to a dealer you can't expect full comps that is true every show i've ever been to so echo that all the way um you uh um, you can ask to see a card like for someone to pull it out of the case and, and show it to you um ideally you're a little bit serious by that point if you're like actually looking at the card and stuff uh you don't even have to be you could just ask to look at it um but some dealers you know again they're talking to a lot of people at once potentially Keep definitely and and if if you walk up to a table you see a card you like and you want to look at it um if if the dealer's in the middle of talking to someone please do not interrupt them i would stand there patiently looking at the dealer hoping to make eye contact with him. I hope he can make eye contact with me because the second I make eye contact with him, I'm going to give him a nod to let me know, hey, whenever you're done with this guy, I want to see one of your cards. And that's good to go. But don't interrupt. And if you are going to go there and you are filming, I would definitely ask like, hey, is, do you mind if I film? Is, it, is this okay if I film? Because a lot of people are going to film, right? A lot of people want to film not only for their content creation and their YouTube shows and whatever else, but a lot of people just want to post it to IG, right? To Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever the case. So just ask permission. I think most dealers, we, most dealers know what is going on. They know the temperature of the hobby now. They expect to be on camera. So they expect that. But I think it's just courtesy 
to ask first. Absolutely. hundred percent. I, I, I film at the shows I go to and you, you ask everybody. And then, and then once they say yes, it takes away the awkwardness of the camera if you are filming, because then everyone acknowledges that it's there. Okay, cool. Let's move on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and so the events that are happening, I I do not remember this many events taking place in Chicago as are taking place in Atlantic City. I'm pretty sure all week there are events lined up and it's actually starting before national in new york city at bleaker i know the card ladder guys are going there and they're calling it the layover it's going to be like a, they're going to be doing giveaways at you know it's bleaker is bleaker trading is the card store in manhattan so they're going to be doing something there but tuesday night there's probably going to be something in atlantic city wednesday thursday friday saturday there's going to be something non-stop yep so how do you find out about what's going on? Is there an easy way to figure out what's going on? You know what? I'm not sure exactly what the best way to do it, but I know definitely going to national, going to their website, they're going to have a lot of things posted there um, about what's going on, but there's a lot of unofficial like events that are going on that like, you know, it's like something you or I would throw on a Friday kind of thing, you know, like parties or get together and stuff. So I think just putting it out there either on Facebook or Instagram, I think most of us probably have either a cards Instagram or a cards Twitter. Why not just put it out there and say, hey, DM me um, stuff that's happening in Atlantic City after national. And I'm sure you'll get a bunch of responses because there's a lot of things going on. For sure. For sure. Uh, sports car, uh, the national website's a good place to go. Uh, there are like sponsored trade nights and stuff, uh, every day of the week. So, uh, definitely look up there as well. Um, did we miss anything? What else about the national? Um, as far as national itself, you know, I think that's probably about it, you know, just, just be ready for there to not be a lot of seating. Um, you know, I think people are going to find any, any, outskirt of the building where they can meaning any kind of nook and cranny where there's not people the good thing that i've heard i've never been to the atlantic city national but one thing that i heard is that there's actually a lot more room at atlantic city as opposed to chicago last year um there's going to be a lot more room in the aisles there's going to be a lot more kind of space against the walls where people can go and kind of congregate because i mean people are you know, everyone's going to have their cases with them and everyone's going to be looking to find a place. You know, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many people I just bumped into randomly. It's like, Hey, what do you got? Yeah. What do you got in the case? Yeah. Yeah. I trade. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what you got. Okay. Here, let's go over here to the side, you know? And then before you know it, you're sitting on the ground, like some 10 year old, you know what I mean? Like sitting on the ground where people have been standing and spitting all day, but you don't care because you just want to see if you can make a deal. Um, so, you know, just, just be ready to probably be a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm for sure going to be seated on the old dingy carpet of Atlantic City uh, Convention Center at some point trying to make a deal Definitely. like a 10-year-old. Definitely. And listen, shout out to all my 10-year-olds. What I will say is this, okay? Bill just makes his face, I know. So one thing I will say is no matter what hotel you are staying at or no matter what hotel is around, more than likely there's going to be pop-up trades going on in the lobby all night long i know in the hotel i was at um uh i would i stayed in the same hotel where card collector 2 um had his trade night that night but that same hotel us but like three floors up from that you know 
all every single night there was probably at least 60 people in the lobby at random tables with their cases open just trading like i knew i was like okay i'm gonna eat dinner and i'm gonna go down to the lobby and sit down at a table and start trading with someone uh yeah, it's it's going to be a good time. So for all those who have listened this far, appreciate you. Uh, follow us this week. We'll be posting updates on where we'll be located. We'll be at the very front of the main entrance, like Boots 629 and 528, something like that. Is that right? Uh, we are going to be, yep, at table 628 and 529. We are literally five tables away from the main entrance. Five tables away. Unbelievable. Uh you know, and when you go there and see how many hundreds, if not thousands of tables there are, you're going to be like, wow, okay, Rob and Amel are sitting right there on uh, on Saturday. We're going to be set up there. And um, so, yeah, good to go. But what I will say is this, okay, if you are not going to national, there are still huge ways that you could take advantage and stay active um, You know, in the hobby, right? I mean, between watching live streams, being active on social media and looking at pictures and videos that might cure a little FOMO for you, but take advantage of some of these auctions that are going to be going off because I can guarantee if there's any auctions that are ending during any of the days or nights at national, you're going to have a ton less eyes on those auctions. You might be able to find some real steals. And I even mean on like the PWCC auction that ends on Sunday night. You know what I mean? You might be able to find some amazing steals because you figure how many thousands of people in the hobby that are usually watching all these auctions that are going to be completely cards and hobbied out after this weekend. Um, there are definitely going to be some steals to be had. So even if you're not going to national, I still think there's some steals to be had. That's good advice. And uh, even if you aren't looking to buy carts from us or sell carts to us or literally anything, and you see us at the front entrance, come say what's up. I would love to meet people who listen to the show. Uh, otherwise, it's just talking into a ring light, and that's way less cool. So... Uh, would love a, a what's up if you if you see us and you recognize us and uh, just want to say thanks. Appreciate you guys. It's always uh, it's always fun and I'm excited to hopefully meet a lot of you there. Rob, I'm excited to meet you. Like that's gonna Likewise. be a good time. Like uh, follow us on Instagram at the Slap Talk at Sports Cart Therapist. Hit that hit that subscribe button and leave a five star rating and a review on Apple or Spotify podcast. We appreciate you and have a good night.